Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad you're with me tonight. As always, we have a lot of women's football to talk about. Um, it's actually going to be uh, starting week five for the USWFL this weekend. Uh, we're real excited about that. Uh, I do have two uh, special guests on the show tonight. Uh, one is Mindy Jenkins from the Crow City Thunder, and the other is Sam Kinsler from the North Florida Pumas. They were the players of the week for week two in the USWFL. So uh, each week I'm going to try to have uh, the players. Uh, next week I'll have players uh, from week three on and so on. We're always going to be running behind a week or two um, just because of the way we get stacked in, do the voting and the balloting. Uh, you know, to clarify a lot of, a lot of this, uh, people that don't know that listen, um, the, the way we do this is the teams uh, do their stats and they send them in to us and we put them out there, players, uh, one through whatever, and uh, put their stats out there. And each uh, team owner, GM, whoever, uh, they vote on those players. So it's not like one team can uh, uh, control voting their players in. Uh, some of the time, the, the teams don't even vote on their own players, uh, most of the time. Uh, so they vote on other players. It's been a pretty good uh, thing going on so far. Give these girls some extra uh, things to be excited about. Um, you know, and, and this, that's what we need, some excitement in women's football. It's just a little deal that we've come up with. Um, nothing spectacular. And I want to have every uh, one of them uh, each week, you know, that it comes up for them to be on the show and talk to them a little bit. And they, some of these uh, young ladies having some uh, uh, great stats for this year, and uh, they deserve some recognition. So I will be having uh, those two girls calling in uh, here in just a little bit. So um, looking uh, looking forward to that. Um, the uh, we have uh, we got the games this weekend. We have the Hampton Roads Lady Gators traveling to the Tri City Thunder uh, this weekend. Um, that that should be a a great game. Uh, I was actually in Norfolk, Virginia this weekend to watch the Hampton Roads Lady Gators take on the Fayetteville Pierce, and that was a good game. Uh, the Lady Gators. 
won, I believe it was 28 to 14. So uh, they have a really good team there. Um, they seem to be building a great organization, um, and that you know had a nice, real nice place to play. I like it. I like these. I like these teams taking it serious, you know, and and going going uh, out there on a limb and you know renting these nice places. I trust me. I know all about it. Costs a lot. It puts you in a bind. I understand, but you know, in my opinion, these these young ladies they deserve an opportunity to play there. They had a pretty decent crowd. Um, like I said, it, it was a really good game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had a bye week, so uh, I went to uh, support them uh, for the league and, and watched the game. So uh, if you're going to be, if you're listening, you're going to be around the Tri-City this weekend, come on by about 7 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm sure you're going to see a great game. Uh, it's actually not going to be live stream. Uh, the live stream guy, I think, had something else to do. Not real sure uh, what's going on there, but uh, that should be a great game. We also have the Carolina Queens traveling to the Fayetteville Fierce and the Tennessee Diamondbacks traveling to the Detroit Tribes. So, um, you know, the the Carolina Queens are, are 0-2, uh, looking for their first win. Uh, Fayetteville Fierce is 1-2. Uh, they're looking to keep pace with, uh, you know, everybody else in the division. Um, so that should be uh, a great game as well. I have not seen the Carolina Queens play yet. I'm uh, going there May the 5th. They host the North Florida Pumas on May the 5th, and I will be at that game. Uh, we have a bye, so I will be there. Uh, to watch that game. So uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to tell you uh, a little bit about them. But as of right now, I don't know about them. I know Fayetteville, um, they've had, they have a really good team. They have a good passing game. Um, they just uh, just didn't have things go their way a time or two. And, uh, so they find themselves at one and two. The Carolina Queens at 0-2. Uh, I'm sure they're uh, – Really looking forward to getting their first win as well uh, to try to keep pace. So uh, that should be a great game if you're going to be in uh, the Fayetteville area. You can go by there and check that out. It probably starts around 3 or 4 Eastern time. I'm not sure, but um, I'm betting somewhere around in there. Also, we have the Tennessee Diamondbacks. They're 0-2, traveling to the Detroit Pride. They are also 0-2. So somebody is going to get their first win of the season uh, right there this weekend. Um, whoever loses that game is going to be uh, pretty far pretty far behind. Because, uh, like I said, the, uh, the Thunder and the Lady Gators are, are at the top right now, 2-1, and one, and the Savages are right behind them at 2-2. Two and two. And then Fayetteville Ferris is one and two. And then you have the Carolina Queen, the Detroit Pride, and the Tennessee Diamondbacks are all 0 and two. That is Division Three. Um Division uh, two, let's see, I think I think they're all uh, have a bye this weekend as well. Uh but the 
Washington Prodigy sits at the top of them standings at 3-0. and And uh, last weekend, the uh, Houston Heat actually beat the North Florida Pumas in overtime 12-6. to And uh, that was two weekends ago, I'm sorry. And uh, then the, the uh, Houston Heat beat the Tennessee Diamondbacks this past weekend, 52 to eight, and that makes them two and one. So they're both tied at, uh, for second place in that division at two and one. So uh, you know everything's uh, getting tight. Uh, the way it, way it stands, all the teams are uh, going to make it to the playoffs. Just you know, depends on the seeding. That's what everybody's after is the the seeding and the home field advantage uh, for these playoff games. So uh, it's going to be interesting uh, coming down the stretch. A lot of good games yet uh, to be played. We're just now getting to the – I know it's week five, but we're just now getting to the halfway point of the season. Uh, so the Savages have reached the halfway point. They have a bye this weekend as well as the other three teams. So, uh, like I said, they're 2-2. Two and two, And uh not sure what the schedules are for May the 5th other than the uh, North Florida Pumas traveling to the Carolina Queens. And I know that because I'm going to that game. Um, each, each week that we have a, um, a bye, I'm going to try to go go to a game somewhere. So just trying to support everybody, you know, when we can, as much as we can. It's hard, you know, when we uh, everybody spread out and, and we play most of the same weekends. But uh, I think I'm going to be able to make it to three different stadiums for uh, games this year. So um, that's more than, than the, uh, a, lot of, a lot of owners of the league make it to. Uh, we're just going to, like I said, to support the the teams and uh, the leagues. Um, I actually helped uh, run the clock this weekend. Somebody got sick or something and couldn't be there. But uh, Jennifer and some of the players from, from our team went, and they sat on the Lady Gator side the first half and sat on the Fayetteville Pierce side the second half. So we're, we're not there rooting for anybody just uh rooting for a good game, and it, it was a good game. I was real excited to be there. And, you know, it's like one of my players said, hey, well, you know, if we can't be playing, what a, a great way to go somewhere to be at, uh, you know, at another game. So it, it was exciting. And then, uh, you know, we stayed where we stayed was right there on the on the beach. And uh, Jennifer's a big fan of the beach, so she got to walk up and down it and uh, do a little, uh, exercising while we were there, so it, it was a good time, and uh, really enjoyed it. So, uh, looking forward to going to going to the Carolina Queens and uh, on May the fifth. Um, hope hope they get a good crowd as well. We need we need support for all these young ladies out there. Uh, show people that you know it ain't not just boys or men that, that can play football. I know there's several, several girls that play women's football that are as good as any boys that I ever played with in high school, and that, that's the truth. Um, now, you know, going as far as college and pros, I'm not going to, you know, go after on that limb, but for sure 
I've seen some of these girls that are as good as any any of the guys that I ever played played with. And some of them have a lot more effort and gumption about them uh, than a lot of the guys I played with. Not all of them, but some of them have. And you know that that's one thing that that gets me is you know these girls worked hard. A lot of these girls on a lot of these teams really really work hard and just I don't know don't seem to to get the recognition that you know that they maybe should because maybe who they play for or, or where they play at or um, just depending on the situation that's why we do this little thing with the league each week pick a player offensive and a defensive player of the week um, I wanted to make it special for them uh, so far, we have not had any repeat winners. Uh, we already know who the winners for week three are, and they're not repeaters from week one or week two. So it's uh, it's a really it's a really good thing. Gives them an opportunity to come on here and talk, and uh, if their teams so desire, they can listen as well. And uh, you know, it, it's it's not it's not you know like winning the greatest award in the world, but it's something special for them. And when you have a great uh, week in football, hey, man, you need to be recognized for it. You know, I I played with a guy that was a TV player of the week one week, and uh, it was a great deal for him. So, you know, maybe next year, you know, it's something that we can do and, and make it bigger and, uh, you know, really – give them an award out there, um, do something different, you know. So this is just our first full year of, of having the league, and uh, we're doing – we're trying to do things the right way. We're doing all we can, you know, getting some people on board to do the right things, like pulling teeth. They always think everything's about them, and nobody seems to get along with them, and they don't realize that they're the, they're the ones causing it. So it's uh, it's tough. We're doing what we can uh, when we can. You need support from uh, from everybody, from all the owners, not just uh, the handful of good ones that you have. You need support from all of them. So um, this is just something extra special that we do. Nobody said we had to. It's just something we come up with uh, to do for the league. And then I wanted to get them on the, on the show here every Tuesday night and uh, – let them talk about their great performance. You know, these girls that's going to be on here tonight, they've, uh, shoot, they've had some big, um, big games already. Um, so, you know, both of them had almost been the players of the week in, in the first week. So, you know, there, there's lots of good things happening uh, with these teams uh, in this league. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just like I tell a lot of these owners, it's just a, you know, work in progress the way we um, want to uh, want to get things going. And it, it's going to take time, and we need, we need all their help and support. So uh, that's what we're going to do. I think uh, she said we've got Mindy B.A. Jenkins here on the line. Hello. How about it? How about it, Mandy? Hey, what's up? How are you doing? I'm just excited. I just got home from work. Oh yeah. Well, how's the 
How's the great state of West Virginia tonight? That's pretty good. It's uh, rainy and soggy, but it's good overall. <laughs> well, it, it's that way here in Tennessee as well. So you ain't you ain't missing nothing down here. Hey, <laughs> right, now let's let's talk about your people that don't know. I know they know you're one of the players of the week, but you were actually the defensive player of the week for week two, and uh, that game was against Fayetteville. And people that, you know, that may not know, not only you had a great game, but you talked about the soggy rains. Uh, tell us about <laughs> that game and how it rained then. Well, I feel like I probably would have been better off to maybe wear, like, uh, you know, scuba gear, uh feel like it was more suited for uh swimming than football but uh it was fun i actually i actually really enjoyed playing in the rain the cold was uh definitely something different compared to what i've experienced playing in the spring but uh yeah it was it was fun <laughs> well you had 10 total tackles in that game four and a half for a loss two sacks and a pass defended um that's that's a pretty good stats for one game for a for a D lineman, and most people would be happy with that for several games. Uh, yeah, I, in all honesty, after the game, I didn't really even know like what I did or how. I didn't really have an idea where I stood stat wise. Um, I was just kind of really just into the game um, and just enjoying myself really. And I felt like I was pretty focused, uh, despite freezing to death. <laughs> um, I think it's probably been one of the best games I've had, and this is my seventh season. Um, probably overall one of the best games I've had in my career so far. So um, it felt really good. <laughs> well, you actually, like I said, uh, here just before you came on, both of you girls tonight get out. Almost been uh, the players of the week for week one as well. I think you had thirteen or thirteen and a half tackles in in week one uh, when we actually played the the uh, North Florida Pumas. And if if I'm not mistaken, and I and I'm not going to exactly quote, but I think right now in three games you have uh, about twenty six tackles. And uh, that, that's just total tackles. And I don't know, I'm not looking at the stacks for, uh, you know, for a loss or the sacks or nothing like that. But for a D lineman uh, in women's football, for sure, that that's quite an accomplishment this early in the season. Well, thanks. Um, I hope to just keep improving and doing better. Um to hear those numbers, I'm still kind of in shock to hear them, <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's, it's a different year for me, I feel like, even though I'm older and have much more arthritis. <laughs> well, you know, in all honesty, it's one thing that, you know, we, we've talked about, and sometimes it, uh, as you get older, you get smarter. You know, you learn. Um, like you said, you had a, a shoulder injury sort of back in the winter before we started playing after 
uh, one of the scrimmages, and and uh, you know it taught you taught you some things and that we were talking about. But after seeing, you know, after the injury, you could see once you started uh, trying to. I guess stay away from that injury. It started really doing what we talked about. You can see a big difference and, and playing smarter now uh and you're playing much better than I've ever seen you play before. Thank you. Um I do think even though um the shoulder injury uh sucks and still kinda does, I'm kinda thankful for it because from where I was trying to not use my shoulders as much and my body, um, it kind of open my eyes to using my hands more and being more aggressive with my hands. And at first it was uh, a means to try to kind of protect myself because I was injured. But then I was like, aha, okay, so this, this, this is what they're talking about. So it kind of put that in perspective for me. And, you know, just like you said, playing smarter. Um, It's not, football is a very physical game, but I feel that it requires, um, more mental toughness than what other people realize and the ability to kind of, you know, go back and look at what didn't work and what did work and, you know, making those changes as you go along so that way you can continue to improve. Yeah, you know, it's like, um, and you hear this this saying all the time in, in pro football that, you know, this person fits better in this scheme and this person, you know, it, it's different. It ain't always great. I mean, I don't know the exact words when you, you know, people say, well, you you know, you change teams. But playing pretty much the same position, maybe just a little different uh, spacing on the line of scrimmage, but you're playing the same position, minus playing a lot of offense that you've always played. Um, but you know the way we go about things, it's just really opened up for for you to to you know what we do really plays into your into your strength. Um, I would definitely agree with that, and you know this is the first year that I've not played um, offense defense and kickoff return um i typically played all of the above except for kickoff but i think that it's it's helped as far as being able to you know i have more gas in my tank so to speak but on top of that it's kind of helped me focus on just this one job i have um so i'm able to kind of focus my energy on being a defensive tackle versus switching from being a defensive tackle and then going and playing offensive tackle. You know, those are two different roles. So I think that that's kind of helped because I've been able to really kind of focus on my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I mean, that's definitely, I think, been a plus. And that's one thing, you know, I tried telling you before, you know, we talked about it early in the year, and I know you've played all these snaps all these years and all these games, but I kept telling you, hey, if you just listen to me, this this right here is going to work to your advantage. Just just because I I know you know to play the kind of level that you like to play, and where you have to play to do all that playing on the field, you have to be in some kind of shape if you're playing that much. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I could definitely uh, go for some more conditioning. I'm sure, even just with playing the one position. But 
Um, you know, we had kind of talked about this before, and, you know, I always talked about uh, the girls that play for the Prodigy on defense. They're all just, like, really just fit and athletic looking, and I just don't really fit that mold. But uh, I try not to get too hung up on comparing myself to other people um, and just try to use my strengths, as you said, and really kind of listen to what you guys have taught me along the way because uh, it's definitely helped and it's working. So being receptive to, you know, being coached is very important in that aspect. Right. Well, you know, I mean, no doubt about it. The Prodigy is a good team and they have some great players. And I, to be honest, I've watched them play and haven't really paid a lot of attention to their D-linemen. You, you brought it to my attention, but I'm going to tell you, I, I just watched a, a 60, part of a 60-minute series thing on this Pope guy that came from Memphis in the Seattle, or shoot, Kansas City Chiefs actually uh, drafted him. And this guy was like 340, 350 pounds and run up 4'8 or something, 40. And, uh, you know, if if you can be big and still be that dominant and still be that good, that's just that much better uh, versus being small and being that good. So, you know, and that's what I keep telling you, hey, I, I'm, and I get what you're saying is, you know, you, you feel like they have an advantage. They're, uh, you know, sort of smaller and more athletic and better shape. But if you uh, use your size to your advantage and do the things we talked about, then then they can't stop you. Yeah. I, I would say definitely, like, um, you know, learning new skills and technique has helped as far as that goes because, you know, before, you know, and you kind of always got on to me with the bull rushing thing, like, you know, I've I've kind of realized that doing that kind of tends to wear me out and I'm not really out – outmaneuvering somebody I'm just trying to use my strength and I'm actually exhausting myself and depleting what I have in my gas tank so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago about you know playing smarter really yeah I mean a lot of times you know I felt like that uh, in the Savages game last week um, they two weeks ago rather they actually used you know maybe I don't know. They, you know, like I said, they they did a good job of finding out something that you know we sort of got over over anxious, and I think they seen that and the, the long play that the Crystal Crack ran right up the middle on us. We over pursued and and sort of got uh, way upfield too fast, and you know sometimes. That that's what happens when you when you get over anxious, you know, and um, and a lot of times people can you know use your strength to disadvantage if, if you let them. Right. With that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, it happens, and um, you know that was just one play. Um, you know, it it wasn't the two weeks ago. Wasn't the best defensive game for us, but um, we held in there and and ended up winning. And uh, we played solid. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think you still had a couple sacks, maybe. 
um, for sure, two and a half for a loss or something. So um, I'm not saying it wasn't a, a good game, but it sure wasn't like the first two games that we had played. And, you know, as we talked and, and learned, you learn things along the way. But, you know, I'll, I'm going to be happy for you to, you know, to put together um, a season, uh, the rest of the season, so far of what you did this far and, uh, you know, complete it. And uh, as you say, you're getting older. And, uh, you know, the the bumps and the bruises, well, and the bumps and the bruises, don't heal as fast and seem to hurt more. You have to, you have to do more to stay ready to play. But I want for you to have the best year in women's football that you've ever had. Now I know it's not, and you know we hear all the time it's not a one-person game, and it's not a one-person game. But the better game you have makes it easier for somebody else to have a better game as well. I would I would definitely agree with that. And in all honesty, like, you know, it's not a one-person thing. Like, my ability to, um, you know, have those first couple of games to, to have had a good defensive game like I did, that's not just something that came from just me. I mean, it came from coaching. You guys have been wonderful, and you have filled my brain full of knowledge that has helped me. Um, and being able to play with some incredible teammates that I feel um, are supportive and believe in me and have faith in me, like, um, it's a good feeling, and I feel like that kind of propels me to want to do more for everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't I don't want to let other people down um, because everybody's just been so wonderful. Like, I just, I just love all my teammates, and I don't want to disappoint if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. I don't think you, you sure ain't disappointed anybody. I mean, um, I can I can remember, and that's what I looks like I told you the other day, I can remember, you know, having this conversation with one of my assistant coaches last year when, when we, you know, seen y'all, what, twice. And uh, I, I told him, I said, man, that, you know that that's a shame right there. You know, I said we could we could do so much. I felt like that we could do so much um, with with you. And you know, as it turned out, then we we get you and and get to coach you. And and uh, you know, it's it's been a blessing to to our whole team to have you and and Noodles and um, Tasha now coming and and playing and um, you know. To find most of the people we get have no experience, you know. To so to get people with experience that, you know, that we know we see what can happen uh, when we get you. And and I and I don't want to keep harping on you know and get you in our program, but get you on the track the way that we think. I mean, it's no secret, mm-hmm. you know, as well as I know, we think a lot different than than the teams you played on before. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to take nothing away from, you know, past experiences and stuff either, you know, but it's definitely been a, a new experience for us and something that we are very thankful for um, collectively um, to be able to work with the coaching staff um, and to be able to play with such a great group of women. Um, we 
honestly feel blessed to be able to have the experience. Um, we weren't sure that football was going to be a possibility for us for 2018. And, you know, you guys opened the doors for us and we appreciate it because well, I don't know, I don't know what life would be like without playing football. And it just kind of, it, it had me feeling kind of sad and down and I'm just very thankful for the opportunity. So I appreciate everything that everybody's done and well, and definitely welcoming us. Oh, yes, it was, it was great to have you. I mean, we, you know, Jennifer told me that we might be getting in. I thought, yeah. And I'll be honest, we, I hear so much from so many people. And, you know, just in the last probably three or four weeks, I've heard from four or five different players, you know, that, that new players or other players that, you know, how it goes or moving or whatever and they want to play. And, you know, most of them don't pan out. And, you know, I, I said, well, I ain't going to get my hopes up. And, you know, and it sort of went actually what to like the weekend before the, our season started when, uh, you know, y'all contacted me and, and, you know, I was, I was glad you did. I mean, we, we always need experience, but, you know, one, uh, getting a player like you was something that we really haven't had on the defensive line. We've had some good players and still have some good players that have played there, but, you know, nothing um, to this magnitude right here uh, with twenty with 26 tackles in, in three games. You know, that's most – most, I, I bet you, most D linemen average two or three tackles a game. Um, and for you to have that many in three games, and I'm talking about in uh, three tough games. I mean, I feel like that we've played three really tough teams, three really good teams, and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a battle all the way to end. And uh, for you to be playing – this good, like I say, is, is just a, a blessing to us, you know, to to get you. Um, you know, it's just a plus because I'm going to tell you, and I didn't really understand this for years, but as everybody that's out there listening knows, most of these teams, I've just seen a roster where a really good quarterback has played on the uh, same team for years. I notice he's now playing on another team. Um, that's just the way it happens. And, you know, if you can't get a few players like you, Mindy, and Noodles and Tasha to, to come over, man, I'll, I'll tell you, it's tough. Well, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we went through the struggle for years on um, our old team, um, struggling for numbers, um, then retaining players. You just you never know. Sometimes it's a roll of the dice. You typically have a, a core group that is rather small that you kind of count on returning, but, you know, that's not always a given. I mean, and for us, like us, us moving on to another team, it wasn't necessarily a matter of, like, relocating. Um, we just didn't have that option or opportunity because they folded this year. So, um, you know, f- for us being able to play this year, it's just it's been – it's been a blessing and definitely something we don't want to take for granted. Um, we kind of talked about that before about, you know, kind of going out and playing every game as if it's your last, because you just really don't know um, 
with women's football, you know, the permanency is not quite there yet. Um, I feel that it can be one day, but, you know, we had reality kind of slap us in the face last year and we realized just, you know, how temporary it can be. Uh, And plus, you know, nobody is going to be able to play forever anyway. So um, just kind of want to go out there and enjoy what I'm doing, enjoy playing with my teammates and, you know, do the best that I can do. So that way I can walk away and not have any regrets afterwards. Right. Well, like you say, the the biggest thing is um, you never know when you're going to uh, when. I mean, y'all didn't know last year until the, uh, the game was over that, you know, the coach wasn't going to be having a team again and, and all the stuff that y'all went through. Trying to get one, I mean, you understand uh, um, how tough it is uh, to do that. And, you know, so, and that's why, you know, another thing with women's football that bothers me is, is so many of these players, I mean, I know good players, I'm saying good players that uh, that have played for us and then they'll play here and quit and I make them back. I mean, for me, how do you just turn – playing off and on. Either you want to play or you don't. And uh, for me, I've never been able just to turn that off. It's always, yeah, I'm in 100% no matter what, or or I'm done. You know, I, I just never could say, well, maybe, yeah, nay. And that really bothers me. Yeah, I don't – I have a hard time kind of understanding that myself. Um, I I played the first year for the first team we had in West Virginia, and that team folded after the first season. And then I was unable to play because I had um, went back to school, and my work schedule just wouldn't it wouldn't permit it because I was off, you know, Monday through Thursday, but I had to work every weekend so I could attend class. But when all that changed, I went back to it, and I was solidly committed every year after that. I mean, even last year, I graduated. (laughs) I graduated. I went to my graduation ceremony, um, which was in West Virginia, and we had an away game in Fayetteville. And I literally left graduation after getting my diploma and took off and flew down the highway to Fayetteville. I mean, we didn't make it until the second half, but that was just kind of the level of commitment that I had at that point and still do. Um, but I'm just kind of an all-in person anyway. If I say I'm going to do something, uh, I'm, I say what I mean and I mean what I say, but I, I can't turn it on and off either. You know, obviously I'm still <laughs> still around, still kicking. So. Yeah, I, I, I just never could do that. I was actually at that game, uh, the Fayetteville-West Virginia game, that when you came late, but – you know, and I, I hear what we hear is, you know, well, I want to play. I just don't have time. And I, you know what, and that's another thing that just eats me up because it really, it don't take that much time. You know, it doesn't take that much time to do something that you love, you know, because I'm telling you, there there's girls out there that are letting this stuff pass by and get through their hands, and then when they get to be older than you, then they're going to want to start playing again, and then they're going to realize, man, I've missed all these years. I could be, you know, some kind of good if I hadn't quit, 
And I'm not saying they can't still be good, but you can't get back 10, 12, 14 years of not playing. You just can't get it back. And, you know, to hear all that stuff when um, I see girls, you know, we have not just you girls. We have several girls that, that travel you know, to come to practice. And, and we all travel basically to go to games except home games. Um, but, man, what what else in your life, you know, do you do that you, for yourself that you get uh, so much satisfaction out of? Um, this is kind of that thing for me. This is, this, is the, this is also a big part of why we, you know, decided to join another team this year because – this was the one thing that Kristen and I do for ourselves. Um, we both work full time. We're we're mothers. Um, you know, our time is tied up, and we don't have a lot of wiggle room. But it's the one thing that we're able to do for ourselves that kind of helps, you know, relieve the work week stress. That um, something we get enjoyment out of, and you know, we feel we feel good about. So um, it's that one thing for us. It, it may be different for other people, but football is that for us. It's that one thing that we get that satisfaction from. Yeah, I see, I see most of these um, people that, that don't have a hobby or do something for themselves or, or let somebody else dictate what they want to do. I see them not very happy in life for very long. You know, it may be all right for now that, um, you know, I, 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 there was a girl that we had uh, the first year we had a team. Um, she, she was a rookie, but she just had an uncanny ability. She didn't even know the game, but she, uh, just really was a pretty good athlete, never had really played sports. But she just had that knack for, man, she, she played nose guard, and I swear she could get back there almost every time the quarterback and really didn't even know what she was doing. And, uh, you know, she ended up uh, getting pregnant and ended up couldn't play. Then, you know, it was – uh, her husband didn't really want her to play, and then he moved her off. Well, now they're moved away and uh, getting a divorce and, and what all. And, you know, so her, as far as her playing career, I guess she could play where she lives now, but she didn't, you know, really want to. She really enjoyed playing, and, you know, just because of this dude, it was taken away, you know. And, and they, these people like that, I promise you, it might be all right for now. Well, I got to do this to make somebody happy. But uh, in a few years, that'll get old, and then you've missed those years to play. Oh, definitely. I mean, for me, the way I kind of look at it is that, you know, the the type of work that I do, I work in the social service field, right? And a lot of my, my day-to-day life is doing and giving to other people and, in essence, I'm basically emptying my well out, so to speak. And for me, football is that one thing that kind of puts water back in my well. So that way I still have more to give to other people. So sometimes I don't really consider it a selfish thing. Um, it's more or less kind of like self-care. Um, you've got to do something that's enjoyable for yourself to kind of replenish you. And that's what football does for the both of us, really. 
Right. Well, you know, I'm I'm not saying that every person that football is for every person. Don't get me wrong. But if you know, if that's your thing and you like it, then then you should do it because there's you know, we don't live forever. I mean, just like you said, you can't play forever. Now, I mean, in women's football, you can play on up into your 50s because I've know several people that have and still do. Uh, but if if whatever is your hobby, that's what you need to do and be good at it. You know, take it serious. And, and you know, I know guys that uh, in rodeo that they do it for fun. And, and look, I, I, I like to do it for fun too, but when when I put up, you know, when I go out there and put my name on the line, then fun becomes win. You know, uh, practicing every day becomes fun because I, I want to go out there and do it. It's just like playing football, you know. So anything that you do, you need to do it. You know, whatever your hobby is, I don't care what it is, do it and do it well. You know, it don't have to be football. We just, uh, you know, we're just – talking about it and you know you've seen the same thing I've seen about these players come and go for whatever situation or that somebody dictate uh, you know why they do or don't play and um, you know just like Tasha you know after talking to her she realizes hey man I I wish I could have been doing this all along and it's going to take some um, you know scheduling on her part and we'll take a uh, a little extra than the rest of us, but you know it's something that she really loves and wants to do, and and she's willing to put in that to to achieve it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, even if even if it was basket weaving was the thing that I was on fire and passionate about, I would try to be the best basket weaver I possibly could. Um, a lot of that for me is just like you know, being able to take pride in what you do and, and to, to do as well as you possibly can. Um, that's kind of my mindset towards football. You know, I don't want to just come and, you know, put in um, half of my effort. I want to give it my all, really, because I'm passionate about it. Um, and I, I feel like most people most people who do are because it is a big commitment to make. Um, I know that it is for us and several others because we – we travel, um, we have to work our schedules out and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, for us, it's it's worth it. <laughs> it definitely is worth it. Right, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget the, the first time that Jennifer uh, told me she wanted to play football. Well, she told me all kinds of times that she wished she could play football, and we didn't have a clue, but they were even playing or she could have been playing for years and and I, finally she we was watching the coach play one day because she's a huge Peyton Manning man and he played uh, then at the uh, coach and uh, I said surely with all the technology you know they're they're playing somewhere and uh, she found they had a team with the Queens and then they had two in Chattanooga and I think she contacted the two in Chattanooga and one got back to her. Hey, she was just so excited and, you know, about playing. I said, no, you should do realize that here, from here where we live at Chattanooga, it's 225 miles one way. And I don't care. I want to play football. And, you know, I, and I wasn't even a coach or anything. And I, I told her, you know, hey, you're going to play. You're going to be good. You're going to work at it. 
you're going to make this practice. And I promise you, that drive's going to get long. But, hey, she 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 drove it like three days a week, every week, for till the season was over, you know. And um, she made that commitment. And that, to me, and it ain't just her because, she, you know, she's my wife and she plays. That's the kind of commitment that, that I want everybody to make, you know, when you play women's football. It's be serious enough about it that there's nothing going to stand in your way of accomplishing your dream. Definitely. I mean, for me, I I always had a want and a desire to play. Um, I remember asking my parents when I was a kid if I could play peewee football, and, you know, they shut me down on that. So I never had the opportunity to play when I was younger. But I, I loved it. I was always, you know, a fan. Um, I watched football with my dad and my grandpa growing up. And I'm just like, you know, I would love to do that. Like, I just feel like I could do that but I never really had the opportunity to. And I remember talking to my track coach when I got to high school, who was also our football coach, and telling him about how I wanted to play. And he was basically like, well, you know, even if you make the team, he said, you'll basically ride the bench because I won't play you because you're a girl. So uh, maybe that's something else that's kind of fueled the passion now that I have the opportunity to play is because I was told no so many times. And, you know me, I'm kind of stubborn and hard-headed. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm fully committed and nothing's holding me back now. So I'm definitely going to, you know, go after it and, you know, play and play to the best of my ability. Well, well that's good. You, you've been playing uh, better this year than, than ever before. And uh, and uh, I really appreciate the effort and stuff you've given and uh, the way you've played. So, uh, um uh looking forward to this weekend. Hope we can have a, another good weekend and uh maybe you can be back on here in a few weeks for the same thing. We'll see, hopefully. <laughs> All right, Mandy, well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh congratulations on being defensive player of the week for week number two in the USWFL. Awesome. Thank you, Coach and um, also want to thank uh, the other coaches and representatives who voted for me. I appreciate it. And also want to thank my teammates for always supporting me. All righty. Well, I appreciate it. You have a good night. You too. Talk to you later. Okay. All right, folks. That was Mandy Jenkins of the Tri-Cities Thunder. Like I said, she was defensive player of the week for week two in the USWFL. We have Sam Kinsler on the line from the North Florida Pumas. Uh, Sam, you there? Yes. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show, and congratulations for uh, being Week 2 Offensive uh, Player of the Week. Um, you could all, like I said before, you could almost been uh the first week offensive player of the week as well when when you guys played us. Yes, it's a definitely a team effort. So this is for all the Pumas, not just me. Right, and you know that's the that's the thing about it is is when when good good players come on and you know they they recognize 
everybody has a job to do in football. And if everybody does their job, it makes the, the next person's job easier. And and as a running back, you know, if the line don't do their job and you have a full back front of you and so on, then, you know, you put the best running back in the world back there and they can't tread any, you know, get anything. But then you take somebody that's really good on top of getting all that, then you have some uh, great stats. Absolutely. Well, I don't I don't know I don't have the stats in front of me from uh from the third week when y'all played the Heat, but I do have uh the stats in front of me for the week that you played the Queens, that you actually won this award. You were ten carries for hundred and forty eight yards and three touchdowns. I mean that's just two yards shy of averaging fifteen yards a carry. Well the Houston game you won't be impressed by those stats, I can say that. But we did have an easier time um, playing against against Carolina, mostly because, you know, they didn't load the box on us. So that gave us a great opportunity to run the ball against Carolina. Right. Well, you you had close to 100 yards, if, if not 100 yards. Like I said, I don't know stats are not running me, uh, against us when you played us. And, and uh, I mean, we did everything we could to slow you down. And I ain't going to say that those weren't hard yards, but irregardless, they were 100, close to 100 yards. And, and I'm sure, you know, as well as, uh, as our defense felt the – uh, after the game, you know, you you definitely felt the same. Right. Well, this is my first year playing running back. Um, last year I played with the other team that's here in Jacksonville. They're part of the WSA League, and uh, I played receiver with them. And to start the year, this year, um, our, our preseason game against Orlando, um, I was playing fullback. So I'm not used to playing running back, but um, – I guess my size helps for the most part. Well, that and, uh, I mean, the toughness. I mean, I've seen, you know, like I said, I I felt like that, you know, all the yards that you were um, – that you were getting at least, and I haven't seen the game film of the Carolina or the Houston game, but I've seen firsthand the game that, that y'all played against us. And, I mean, um, you had one big long run there, I think, I don't know, 20 or 30 yards maybe on us. But the rest of the time it was banging, you know, two, three, four, five yards out of the carry uh, the whole game. And, you know, that's, those tough yards are, you know, I know we like to have, you know, averaging 15 yards carry, don't get me wrong, but, man, to hang in there a whole game and, and get those tough yards, just two and three here, four or five there, that really defines to me what a, a great running back is. Appreciate it. You know, it's, one of our coaches always says, you know, if if we can get three yards a carry or four yards a carry, you know, that that starts to add up. So, you know, we don't have to, you know, get the whole 10 yards in, in one try, you know, chip away here, chip away there, and eventually, you know, we'll get the first down or we'll be able to run enough where the defense, you know, closes in so we can get a pass off. So we don't try to go for the home run, but, you know, if it happens, then it happens. But three or four yards here or there, and it starts to build. Right. Well, you know, I always say this, hey, you 
Well, it's just, for instance, just like in the game you played against, y'all played against us, you know, you you did the two and three yards and here and whack, and then, then all of a sudden uh, a missed tackle or a, uh, not the right place or whatever, and you bust one for 20 or 30 yards. And, that, and that's what uh, a good team and, and good running backs do is, is you take what's given to you and you just keep chipping away, chipping away. Right. And then when it comes that time to to hit that slow pitch in there out of the park, then that's when you have to take advantage of it. And, you know, like I said, I didn't see those last two games, but, you know, I, I knew after uh, watching you play against us that uh, you were a really good running back. Thank you. I appreciate it. I can. I will say this. Um, I'm going to be at the game on May the 5th when y'all travel to the Carolina Queens, and uh, I dare say they probably load the box. <laughs> yeah, we, we're prepared. So we, We've been working. We're prepared for the defensive changes, so we'll still get what we can get. Yeah, I just I, I don't understand uh, somebody's way of thinking that they didn't watch film or or do something. If if you know if you got a a running attack like you know that y'all have, and I'm not taking nothing away from nobody, but you know when you ain't, you ain't got those uh, speedsters back there gaining those. Well, I mean, what you gain here, 15 yards carries, is great. Don't get me wrong. And, but mm-hmm. when the week before you're gaining, or you average, I think, five yards a carry against us, which is, mm-hmm. is really outstanding to me. But when you're gaining those five yards a carry and you're doing it pretty much in between the tackles, well, I don't understand why somebody didn't load up the boxes is what I'm saying. Right. It's truly, you know, and I and I know y'all are prepared, don't get me wrong. Um, so, but I'm actually going to be at that game in Carolina to uh, watch y'all play. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, looking for a great game that day. I hope we bring a great game. You know, we, we've had two bye weeks in a row, so we've essentially had, once it'll once next week comes in and it's time for the game we'll have three weeks off. So we'll we'll be ready. Right. Well, you know, it's like us we had to buy this past week and it just seems like, you know, um and I know y'all as well, y'all don't have a forty roster t- players either and uh work team and when you don't have the numbers that all these big teams out there have, and you got a lot of players playing both ways, and man, it just seems like sometimes those buys can't get there quick enough to right. to help you out. <laughs> right. So we, we've got a handful of injuries, but um, you know we do have players that go both ways. But you know our size, we what we have maybe twenty ish, twenty twenty five tops with our roster, but, you know, we, we welcome the competition. You know, it's no big thing to, to play against the bigger, the bigger team, so. Yeah, just, you know, the, I always say this, and, I, you know, the biggest misleading statement that I, I hear in women, any football is we well, only put 11 out there, and that is right, but when these big teams put their 11 out there on offense. Then they run a different 11 out there on defense. Then right. they run a different 11 out there on special teams. And mm-hmm. you keep running those same 11 out there, at some point 
you, you just get yeah. wore down, you know, and, and that's Absolutely. a mis- that is a misconception. And I, I mean, it's true, but still, you, it's misleading. Um, and mm-hmm. right, I, I, y'all y'all are off to a great start. I mean, um, right now you're two and one, and and uh, you're tied for uh, second in the division. Um, you get an opportunity to, uh, you know, I think next week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Houston travels to Washington to play the Prodigy. Uh, we both know how good they are. Uh, there's no, 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 no doubt about it. They're they're a good football team. They're well rounded. They have that big roster. You know, they get an opportunity to. They have great coaching. Um, so you know, it's going to be. Um, you know, y'all keep winning. Uh, who knows? Who knows what will happen in the end, you know. And I'm just uh, glad to have you all in the league and uh, see that you're, you know, you're doing good. It's like I told Jordy um, here before, you know, when it's painful, people don't realize how painful it is as an organization to, to lose when you're doing things right because short term you can do things to win a game or two. But it, it it don't work long term, you know. To to do things long term and uh, to be winning some games and turning the program in the right direction is, is always great to see. Right, we're we're looking forward to hopefully many successful seasons after this. You know, we're a young team. This is only the second year that the Pumas have been around, but you know, we're constantly reaching out and, and um, you know building our roster. We want to make this definitely a long term thing and create a, just a, a great environment for women across Jacksonville to be able to have this system of, you know, a lot of women don't think they can play football, you know, from age or the contact or whatever it may be. But, you know, we're we're trying to reach out to make sure that women know, you know, if you want the opportunity, the opportunity is there if you want to work for it. Yeah, we can't seem to, to get the word out enough. You know, I do this show every Tuesday night, and it's just, for women's football, just to promote the uh, women's football in general, not just our league, not just our teams. Um, and I don't know a lot about the other teams or leagues. And uh, when I get information on them, I talk to them. You know, I'm not biased in any way. I mean, yeah, I like my team, I like my league, but uh, I talk about it all because we're all in it together in one way or another. And uh, if we can't grow the sport, then we're all going to lose eventually. And that's what I can't get most of these people and most of these coaches and and owners to, you know, to get on the same page. They can't see past the end of their nose that, you know, no matter what happens, we're we're all in this together. And, you know, I I would like to see everybody do good. You know, know, just a matter of fact, when you play a game, there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Right. And it just happens that way. And you know what? You you know as well as I know that uh, the wins are great and the losses hurt you bad. And that's why we go to work the next week to to hope that don't happen again. Right. Well, we we definitely missing the unity on some fronts. I mean, like I said, there's another team here, um, and we're what maybe 20 miles. We play maybe 20, 25 miles away from each other, but. You know, the hope is, was that, you know, one one day we could merge and have one great organization, but that's just not the case right now. But we're all for unity. You know, we should be supporting each other. You know, we're all women. I mean, male coaches, but <laughs> this is women's football, so we, we should strive to, to lift each other up, not tear each other down. 
Right. Well, I mean, we're in the same boat. There's a team uh, about a hundred miles from us, the same same way. But you know, and it'll never happen either. But because they see, they don't see things the way I see things. And you know, just sometimes it just don't work. But that don't mean that you know um, we still can't, like you say, support the fact that they're in the women's football and, and we're in women's football. I just wish that these teams would would take it serious. You know, I wish if you're not going to be serious about it, like most of our teams are, then I wish mm-hmm. you'd just turn it over to somebody else and get out because, right. you know, to see to see teams that, that don't win a game, I don't think the Pumas won a game last year, am I correct? Just won by forfeit, but not a not an actual game. Okay, well, they didn't win an actual game by playing on the field. So mm-hmm. to to turn that around already to you know to be two and one and coming into off of by next week having a great opportunity uh, to be three and one, um, you know that's the way I like to see teams do. You know, I, hey, I'll just tell you right now, I take. I don't take it personal against anybody when I get beat, but losing to me is personal. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like to get beat. And, right. you know, it just fuels my fire to to want to work harder, to, to do better, uh, not to not to feel that way again. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a good eye-opener for you. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, the best thing, too, is to lose a game, to realize, hey, you know what? Hey, we ain't as good as we thought. We need to get to work here. But, you know, I, I really do like the direction that the Pumas are headed in. And, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, they, they have several good players, not not just you. But, um, you know, to me, and that's what I tell everybody, and I've said it before the show tonight, that most of these people don't understand um, the voting or whatever is your team sends in the stats. We put you out there. Uh, we don't put your name on your stats. We just put a number beside your stats. You're voting on a player, not a player from a certain team, you know. So to be voted by all the other teams as the offensive player of the week, you know, should be a, a great honor to you girls. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I appreciate it, all the coaches. Um, and, you know, like I tell the rest of my teammates, you know, as you said before, you know, it's, it's, if it wasn't for them, you know, if it's not for the line and the receivers and the fullback and the quarterback, all of us working together like a like a well-oiled machine, as one of our coaches say, you know, it'll be one against 11. And, and we, I will get negative yards every time. So it's definitely a team effort, and, and I definitely appreciate all the coaches voting for me. Right. Yeah, I'll guarantee you, you put Ezekiel Ellis back there with one on 11, and he ain't doing nothing either, you know. And that right. and that really is, you know, one thing um, that people don't understand that, like I said, everybody's got a job doing. Everybody, everybody thinks they can be a running back or everybody wants to be a receiver. But it, it's something, you know, that you just get. You know what I'm saying? You just. Some people just have that it factor. And, you know, being able to get, make the first person miss, you know, being able to lower your head and uh, get that extra two or three yards, you know, to pick up the first down to keep the drive alive. And, uh, you know, being able to see things before they happen, um, that's, 
You know, that's what a great running back is. And like I said, I didn't see neither of those games, but I, you know, I watched firsthand uh, when when y'all played us, and uh, you did a you did a great job, and and uh, I want to commend you for that. And uh, so far, you know, I I don't know how many yards you had against Houston, but I would say um, in three games you're probably up around 300 yard mark anyway. Thank you. <laughs> So, you know, I know in this game, like I said, you had 10 carries for 148 yards and, and three touchdowns, and I think you probably had two against us. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. So, hey, that, you know, that's putting up good numbers. I don't care who you play or what or uh, who you play for, you know, um, that's that's good numbers. So, uh Sam, keep up the hard work. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, y'all having a good season and uh, look forward to watching y'all play on May the 5th. Thanks for having me. We look forward to seeing you next week, too. All right. Thank you very much for being on. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, folks. It was Sam Kinsler of the North Florida Pumas. She was week two offensive player of the week in the USWFL. Um, you know, had two great uh, people and players on the show tonight. Um, both of them, you know, spoke highly of, of what the uh, award means to them for for their teammates. You know, helping them along the way, and, and they are right. It's, it's, it's a joint effort. Um, and I, like I said, I know I say this all the time, and a lot of people probably don't like it or, or get mad at me, but everybody can't be a superstar. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, we have some people that are shine better than others. We have some that are, you know, that are just role models, and that's fine. Just just be your role. You know, do your job. Be on a good team. What's, what's wrong with that? Um, you, you watch these all-star basketball games when all these great players play on their game. It's terrible because nobody wants to rebound. Nobody wants to play defense. Nobody wants to get the loose ball because they're all superstars. Superstars don't get down in the dirt. They don't get on the floor after a loose ball. They don't play much defense, you know. That's why you have role players. Um, and then when you have good players that like to get down there and uh, get those loose balls and play defense, then you really got a superstar. And uh, they, along with all these role players, you can have a great team. And uh, that's that's what, to me, that's what it's all about. Um, so I get you know, I, I say that all the time. I know a lot of people um, criticize me I guess, for it, but hey, it's just the way it is. Uh, I, I use the Lakers all the time. Kurt Rambis, most people never even heard of who Kurt Rambis was. But he, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And uh, he played for several years in the NBA and won several championships playing for the Lakers because he did the thing that nobody else on that team was willing to do. So I'll, I'll promise you, people, it don't, it's not always uh, – you might think you're a superstar. 
you got it to do. You, you prove it, you know. Uh, get down there and uh, do everything. Um, but if you're not, just just be a good player, you know. Just, just do your job. Um, be a great teammate, you know. I say this all the time that, uh, you know, not, not all the players like each other. But when you put on that uniform, you better love each other. You know, when you when you share that same locker room, you know, you, you better get along. Now, that don't mean when, when it's over you have to go out and be pals or, or whatever. But when you step on that field or put on those uh, jerseys or step in that locker room, you, you better love one another. And uh, that that's a fact. And, you know, I played football for years and played football with a lot of guys that I couldn't stand. But uh, there was a fight broke out during the game. Uh, me and him was on the same side. Now, after the game was over, it might be different. But when when we were in the locker room uh, with those jerseys on, it was a different story. And I find uh, that's one thing I find about this women's football that I'm you know that I don't like too good is, is you get so much clickishness here clickishness there and, and all that does people is just destroy your team it just tears down uh, your team and it's okay not to like somebody I get it not everybody likes everybody you know not everybody likes vanilla ice cream a lot of people like chocolate and strawberry it's just the way it is but that don't mean you can't get along to to play or be something great and I, I really think that that's what happens to a lot of these teams. You know, and I've seen it firsthand on other teams is the quickness. You go in there to a team and you got, uh, before the coach gets there, you got three or four different groups. And they, like, never even talk to one another the whole time. Um, so, shoot, there was people when Jennifer played at the Tennessee train that I'd go down there and watch several practices that I never even knew. You know, they just sometimes they'd show up, sometimes they didn't. If they did, they would speak to uh, but uh, several other people and some that never even spoke to her. She played on the team from the first of the year all the way to the end of the season, you know, and that was just – I just can't get that. I, you know, I, I don't see as a, as a coach you let that happen, you know, and that brings me, you know, to another – uh, good point. What what are these coaches doing? You know, why can't they uh, take take everything serious? You know, why can't they look their program and and uh, you know want to be good, want to be better, want to be as good as the top teams in the league instead of making excuses all the time and pointing the blame at somebody else when they're the blame. I mean. Oh, nobody else seems to have problems. It's just you, you know, the way you're thinking. And um, that's that's why the teams like the Pumas are, you know, have turned their season around. That's why the Houston Heat, Heat is a new organization and, and they're winning football games. Um, they they take it serious. And I, and I can appreciate that 
even though they beat us and, and uh, those two teams that played and Houston beat the Pumas and, and then they got to travel to Florida. That's going to be a great matchup and uh, it's going to be a battle all the way to the end. I can appreciate both of those teams' approach to the game. Um, they're not making excuses um, about their season. They're taking their uh, players serious. They know what, what they got. They want to win now, not just the IOS. We'll, we'll win sometimes. Hey, man, sometimes is now. At least it is for me. Um, some of you people uh, may not realize that uh, winning is important, but it sure is here, and it's very, very important. It's just like I uh, told Sam there, uh, the taste of losing does not, Sit well in my mouth. I don't like it at all, and uh, I'm not going to ever like it. Um, so, I just, for for me personally, I, I I just I feel like um, most of these players, you know, want to be most of them want to be good, and these other players that make excuses. And all this stuff, they they need to get in a better system. Um, but they essentially like the way things are, or they get in a better system. You know, they must like not having any practices or any secure about going to games or showing up on time or or playing or being held accountable and uh, doing your job. And the bus leaves at at ten. That means you show up at ten till or. 15 till instead of 10 after, you know, from the top. I truly believe that. Um, there's no doubt. I've had several players quit our organization for the simple fact of the way I do things. Um, with that being said, you know, from uh, getting on about being there on time, about being there on practice, when the bus leaves, we're leaving with or without you. You know, it's it's not our job to babysit grown-up people. It's not any coach's job to babysit. It's his job to uh, act like he has a command or something to hold people accountable, do his job, you know, take care of all the stuff he should be taking care of and let his players uh, worry about playing, you know, instead of doing uh, falling in there and not showing up to practices or um, you know, not getting these rosters in on time when they should be on time. And, you know, there's a set of rules there. They're there for everybody, people. They're there for every team in the league. The WFA has a has 65 teams or whatever in their league. They got one set of rules that they all play by. Now, they might be three different divisions, but they got one set of rules that they all abide by. I promise you. And they all are expected to buy them, not just one team, not just two teams, all 65 or whatever they have on their in their league. Um, so why do some of these people think they're any different? You know, why do why do these teams think they get an exemption from playing by the rules that uh, everybody else plays by? You know, don't get it, but you know what. That just goes to show you um, where they're, 
direction their organization is headed in. And I don't have to mention the name. Everybody out there knows them because they see it as well as I do. And it's sad. It's, it really is sad because they have an opportunity uh, to be better, to do better, and, and they choose not to. They choose to uh, make all the... Um, Make all the dang excuses in the world instead of doing it like they should. And uh, for all these teams that do it right, they might have to off the for all these teams in every league, not just our league, in every league. And across women's football, when you turn in your roster the day it's supposed to be turned in with, with everything on it like it's supposed to be, the film and all that, I, I know I shouldn't have to say it, but I commend you because you know that's that's just part of it. But but I really do because you you're taking it serious, and if you're taking it serious, then I pretty much know maybe your girls are are taking it serious because they feed, like I said, it trickles from the top down. So um, I know there's teams all across the country that. Just think everybody owes them something because of who they are, and they've never did anything. And people are just, uh, you know, getting at them. They just like they're the only team out there, but they seem to be the only ones that have trouble sending in the roster on time, sending in the, the right players on the roster, making sure the players that are on the roster play, and, and nobody else, you know. I don't know. Uh, you know, just it's uh, like uh, um, the woman uh, from the uh, April Crip from the uh, Capital City Savage just said, you know, we're swimming in uphill battle, uh, you know, women's football. I said, yep, you're right, because, you know what? I said, if you go tell one person a lie, they'll tell everybody. She go tell ten people the truth, and they tell nobody. And that that's a true statement right there, folks. I mean, as true as I can say it. And it's sad. It really is. That's just the society that we live in. Everybody, instead of it's like I was telling Sam and, and Mindy there. Um, everybody, every team is. Not everyone, but most of them are jealous of one another, you know. And why? And you shouldn't be. You should be. Hey, you know, nobody should be jealous of the prodigy. They're the best team in our league. Nobody should be jealous of them. They should be looking at them and and setting them up on the pedestal and saying, "Hey, that's our goal. That's what we're working toward." Hey, you shouldn't be jealous. You you don't put in the work they put in. I know we sure don't. I mean, this just plain and simple. We don't put in the work they put in. If we did, we'd, we'd be close to that, but we don't. Um, don't be jealous. Hey, get, get better. You know, it's it's like us. You know, like I said, I hate to lose. You know, Sam had a good game against us. I, I hate to bring back those memories. Uh, but, hey, sometimes it just happens. you got to learn from it. Get better. Don't be jealous. Get better. Work harder. Work to be a uh, better team, you know. And if you if you win, be classy about it. If you lose, hey, you can be mad about it. I sure was mad. I still am mad. But what are you going to do about it? You know, shake your hand. 
shake their hand, go across through there, and uh, um, congratulate them, and and hopefully get them next time. You know, so um, that's you know that's just the way it is, folks. I don't uh, I don't know. I say it every week. Uh, I wish we could turn it around. Um, we have a lot of girls out there and all, on all teams that work hard and take it serious. I'd love to see them get the real recognition that they that they deserve. I mean, we see all these male athletes that do nothing. They get paid millions of dollars, and they're the worst role models in the world. You know, but they're getting all this recognition. We got great women players here that are great role models and get no recognition. So we need to turn that around. We uh, for sure do. We need to um, figure out a way to turn that around. And I'll promise you, we will do that all together, not just as one. And that's what it's going to take. So um, that being said, we're about out of time for tonight. We'll have a couple of special guests on here next week. They will be uh, players of the week in the USWFL from week three. Uh, we are running behind just because of the way we do the stats and have to vote on it and get the players there. We're eventually going to uh, get them all there. So uh, we will we will get to that. Uh, like I said, again, I want to thank J.C. Hawk Sports Network for giving us this great opportunity uh, to try to help women's football. She does a lot. Um, you know, she don't have to do this. I'm sure it's way more aggravation than it is anything else for her, but she does it because she likes the sport, uh, wants to try to learn something, likes to keep up with these teams, wants to see women's football grow. Um, she just tell me that one of the teams she was following in her area had folded already. Um, so, you know, that ain't good. I hate to hear that, but you know, sometimes it, you just have to. You know, sometimes if you don't have the players, unfortunate things happen, and, and you just can't make it through a season. And that's sad for the girls that were left that, that don't get to play. Um, maybe they got to go join another team. I'm not sure. But uh, I do want to thank her especially and thank all you girls out there. Um, on all these teams for putting in the hard work you put in. Uh, I know tonight our practice, it, it poured down the rain, and uh, we stayed right out there in it. And uh, you girls that showed up tonight and uh, um, battled the rainstorm, I appreciate it. And uh, that's, how, that's how things go. Cause, uh, we know you may have to play in that rain. So, anyway... Uh, we'll uh, we'll get together again next Tuesday night and uh, talk some more women's football. But uh, till then, I guess we'll catch you later.